0: Welcome back, Ugnats and Jawas, to another week of Mando Talk. Caleb Keller, Nolan Ferris, Jacob Keller, Brandon Anderson, all four of us are back here in we bat- the razor crest of a studio. And we are going to have a lot of fun tonight with Chapter 12, The Siege. Phenomenal episode. I mean, like, I'm still buzzing about it. There's a lot of, like, just expansion as far as lore Mm -hmm. goes and story goes i was afraid and online out there they always throw this word out there i was afraid this was going to be one of those filler episodes before the ahsoka moments don't think this is filler whatsoever i mean we get a bunch of info tons of fun spoiler heavy do not listen any further until you have seen chapter 12 the siege and if you haven't already, then what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I mean, what is life? <laughs> but appreciate the listen, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, we're now what? How, how many seconds do we need for the listen? I think we got you already, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, we appreciate Suckers. you listening. Um, come back and listen to us if you haven't seen the episode yet, and then kind of hear what, what we think and compare it to what you think and just have some fun with us. We appreciate all the support. Uh, the love, the interactions that we've had on social medias as of late, and it's been really fun just getting to know all of you listeners out there, and we hope to continue to grow this each and every single episode that comes out, also each and every single year that we continue to do this, because who knows how long The Mandalorian is going to keep going. Anyway, that was, let's go ahead and just get into it, man. Yeah. I mean, let's do I'm it. I'm ready.
1: No news? <laughs> news?
0: No news? Um, B.A., was there something that you were kind of hinting at earlier before we got going? I mean, before we started recording, something that you wanted to spot. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I just saw that it's been, like, reported. I didn't even see who the source was. I think a a few people were grasping for straws that next week's episode's titled The Jedi. Okay.
0: Yeah, so we can go ahead and talk about that. I mean, obviously, no Ahsoka Tano in this week's episode. Uh, That was the hope for a lot of people. I think we all here assumed that we weren't going to get her this week Mm -hmm. because we know that Dave Filoni is directing next week's episode, and if it is titled The Jedi, I mean, I think that will be pretty obvious as to what we're getting. Um, I mean, he can't be rolling up in like a 97
3: Explorer. He's got to be rolling up in that Escalade, so he had to get his little ride
0: fixed. (laughs) Yeah, he had to get it fixed, and it (laughs) would. It was a nice little side mission but again it f- it doesn't feel like a side mission. Yeah. It it felt very inter- it turned into a big,
1: like a uh, cornerstone to me. This episode, I told y'all, um this felt like the most high stakes episode for me so yeah. far no, in I, this season.
0: I can see that. I can see that for sure. Just
1: because, you know, all of these characters we've been with them since the beginning of the show. Yeah. And we've grown attached to them. And we know that the Imperials are, like, the really bad guys. So, you know, we know... I felt like, you know, there's a chance that, that someone would be lost in this episode if someone mm. were to be, you know, so far. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the, tra- the, the possibility that the child could have been snatched up when... We'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no,
0: fair enough. B.A., you itching to say something over there? I was just gonna say,
2: I had a fear that this for sure was gonna be a
1: filler
0: up
2: until the time yeah. that, I guess since they, when they broke the lock on the Imperial base. Up until that point, I was okay. like, this seems like a filler episode. Okay. But then it kind of ramped up from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Nolan, you wanna share your just initial kind of thoughts on that before we dive into it deeper, as far as episode goes? Are you good with it?
3: No, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was a filler episode. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, I sort of got a spoiler
0: before. Oh, okay. Accidentally. What was spoiled before? Uh,
3: I saw that there was going to be TIE Fighters. Okay. And uh, so that's a pretty big spoiler. Yeah. And when when I saw that, I was like, okay, well. Going back to the trailer, you know, yeah. before the season, you kind of know what mm-hmm. the Tie Fighters are going to kind of do. Now, so, I, I saw that, and I knew that they were going to be battling the Razor mm-hmm. Crest. So I knew kinda, it kind of wasn't going to be a filter, I'm kind of so, glad. So, sorry about that, but I kinda, didn't say anything.
0: Kind of glad that you brought up the trailer, though. We've now seen every single shot that yes. has been in the trailer. So we're now halfway through the show, and we have no clue what's on the back half. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah. That's really oh refreshing boy. to me, just knowing that we haven't seen anything yet. So can't wait uh, for that. So let's get dive into it. Directed by Carl Weathers himself, uh, Grief Karga. Phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there is an edit mistake that B.A. noticed. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. There's a production crew member <laughs> in the back left corner of a shot. I don't know if that's necessarily on Carl Weathers. There's a bunch of moving parts as far as productions go. But, I mean, for me, the one biggest goof that I always think about with TV shows, and I know y'all don't watch it, but Game of Thrones, there was a Starbucks cup found on screen. (laughs) Uh, How would you compare that to this? I mean, what did you. Does that like make the quality uh, lower is it just may- something that we should expect
2: maybe it wasn't a goof maybe uh, blue jeans and a t-shirt are canon now
0: <laughs> dude halloween <laughs> cons there you go costume next year yeah star wars character i dress up as star wars character almost every day i mm-hmm. guess yeah no i i thought i thought it was funny i mean dude, i'm not gonna be too. i'm not gonna be somebody that takes it too serious i mean
3: if that's the best <laughs> you could do
0: yeah fair enough enough.
1: I think for how worthy this show is, it's something unique that we can look on.
0: Yeah. Well, you that. know how in A New Hope when the Stormtrooper hits his head on the doorway? Oh. No, I don't. Do so you think that. people are going to start wearing <laughs> blue jeans now? Oh, I think people are going to start showing up to Star Wars celebration as that crew member. No yeah. doubt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be awesome.
2: Imagine uh what is it, Behind the Mandalorian or Making of the Mandalorian? Yeah. The gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Disney gonna, they're gallery. probably going to bring that up, I would Dude, say. Dude, I
0: hope. Yeah. I love it. I think it just adds yeah, to the too. show. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get into the plot. Din Djarin is in need of repairs. No, I
1: just thought of something. Okay, no, what go ahead. What if that guy's really in there in the show, and he's just standing there like, holy crap, what's going on? <laughs> he
3: works He works at that base. He's
0: a
1: janitor, I don't know. yeah
0: i mean that's a pretty nice watch that he was rocking uh to be getting janitor pay let's be honest true (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's pretty funny i think we're diving into this a little too much again anyway that's what we do here (laughs) plot points let's do it dinjarin he's in need of repairs for the razor crest so he uses this as a great opportunity to go back to navarro we get our familiar faces now on their way to navarro though Really teasing of a point here. Din is sipping on some soup, drink, whatever, and he is feeling risque lifting up his helmet all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I think it shows character development, character growth with everything that he's seen in just these first four chapters of this season. With Cobb Vanth, obviously he knows that he's not Mandalorian, though, but then even doubled down with Bo-Katan whenever we know for sure that she's as Mandalorian as you can get. Um, Yeah. I think this is starting to just throw that tease out there that like he's starting to question maybe the way, uh, and he's starting to feel like maybe he can, you know, do his own thing and still be Mandalorian. I, th- I got a different mm-hmm. take.
3: Okay, uh, you know, back when we were on that planet with the sh- blue shrimp, uh, uh, Sorgon.
1: Yeah, that I one. Think that's right. Uh,
3: you know, they said that they that he would take his helmet off in front of loved ones. And so maybe that's character growth between, you know, because we just see them working on the ship like Han and Chewie. Yeah. And now, you know, that we know that they're part of the same clan. Clan. And so, I don't know. Uh, I, that's a I fair thing. I saw yeah. it as like maybe, okay, maybe he feels comfortable enough in front of the child to yeah. remove his I thought chicken. they never took
0: him off. No. No I, matter what. I, I don't, I, I mean, he might have might have said something like that but i don't remember it necessarily i know that it was teased heavily that he really wanted to take it off in front of the woman's Mm -hmm. name and i forgot her character uh but he wanted to Mm -hmm. um and i know he talked about talk discussing to her back then in chapter four that the last time he took his helmet off in front of somebody was when he was the age of those kids that were out there playing so it, it's still one of those things that's up in the air, but I think it's going to be a heavy plot point as we continue. Yeah. Uh. And I do think, I mean, it's still Pedro Pascal that's listed as the actor for Din Djarin. You could see At Baby Yoda point, trying to take a peek. Oh, yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, everyone else, us watching it, we're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Um, you got a little chin action there. Yeah, a yeah, little... little uh, <laughs> shin fuzz uh but i think it's going to be something important going throughout the show and like i said pedro pascal huge actor at some point he's getting fully shown uh ba thoughts on the helmet tease i mean
2: i think we're on the same page i think he's just getting more loosey-goosey with his yeah you know foundational truths of the way
0: yeah now we get to navarro finally we're for me, it felt like we were back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling y'all before we got on air. It's like the new Tatooine for this show. I think we're going to like frequently revisit it. Yeah. And I think at some point, I think, Nolan, you talked about this last week. I think there's an opportunity for like another let's pick up the crew moment to where he might have to go back to Navarro maybe just to get them to kind of do the final job for this season. Who knows? But we do know with the ending that they're kind of in the same situation again where they've split ways. Uh, But I hope we go back. It's really Mm -hmm. fun for me to be in Navarro. I loved exploring the planet some more this week, seeing the lava and everything else going on there. Uh, But when we get there, it's really interesting seeing grief almost like in a mayor kind of role. I think (laughs) um, the Mithral said magistrate Uh at some point. And then the cool moment for me, though, is Kara being labeled as the Marshal. Yeah. Uh, which for me is like, okay, cool, we're getting a little, I mean, just that word makes me think of Cobb Vanth, so just character connections there. They're going through kind of the same thing, different roles, different planets, though, and it's interesting, the I mean, she's protecting the Mandalorian hideout. Uh, where do you think the armorer is? Is she still Navarro, or has she left? Are we going to see her again?
3: My opinion is that she has moved on okay she's harvested all the uh beskar and now she's
0: moved on that's my opinion yeah because i didn't see any beskar in the yeah. opening shot it seemed like there was nothing in there no so why do you think car is so set out to protect this area then if if they're done with it
1: i thought it was more just like there was a hideout that happened to set up there okay and she went and
0: snuffed it out yeah fair enough you know um that's what I got
3: it.
2: Yeah, that's okay. What I got out. No,
0: I, I didn't know if there was maybe more to it, but I, I just wanted to check in and see what y'all thought about it.
2: You talk about Navarro being, like, home for you. It yeah. looks very different, though, than when they left it. Dude, I it think does. that's a cool yeah. contrast. Yeah,
0: and, and I immediately I thought when Den was going in there to land, it's interesting, the last time he goes to Navarro, he had to park so far away just to get there, uh, and now he's literally parking right on the front door of the downtown city. Yeah, there was, like, he had to park, like, on the
3: frozen lake yeah i'm wondering if this is like the summer months
0: yeah that'd be cool i mean it's hard, it's rare that we see like climate Seasons. change yeah. in uh star wars except mm-hmm. clone wars ahsoka mm-hmm. at the very end of that but we won't go there <laughs> um anyway it was nice to see navarro again and yeah we got a little easter egg in the background at one shot IG 11. The IG 11 statue. And I know when we did our rewatch series, y'all were very favorable of IG 11 sacrifice. For some reason, IG 11 sacrifice didn't hit me as much as it seems like it kind of hit you. How did you not? I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess I never really like connected with IG 11 as much to make it more meaningful. I mean, cool moment, yeah. But. All right, uh, well, who do you like more, K2SO or IG 11? k2so man honestly and i later i don't know i (laughs) guess it's just the funny moments i don't know i don't know okay that's just kind of how i initially feel and i think the cassian andor series might end up expanding on that but i mean fair i think those two would be kind of comparable though right general star wars fans like which ones do you like better anyway again we're going on a tangent (laughs) but i love the ig11 statue in the background yeah
3: bb8 or ig11
0: BB-8 No way Yes, no. yes no. I love BB-8 BB-8 doesn't do anything IG-11
1: Ooh. Let's okay. take a vote No,
0: that's fair That's <laughs> fair, guys Vote on the set Vote okay. on the set Okay IG-11 <laughs> <Well>, we, <know laughs> we know Okay <laughs> We know is gonna not pick any sequel characters I mean, let's be real here <laughs> uh, Okay, in. well, R2-D2 R2-D2 Not even yeah, close. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a sequel character I guess. Okay. <laughs> anyway. C- anyway. B- anyway. <laughs> also, we get another connection to season one with the Mithral. We've already mm-hmm. kind of teased him mm-hmm. up a little bit. Cool to get the character back. I didn't expect it. I know yeah, we no. saw him in didn't the trailer, it, no. I think, when they were in that little cruiser uh, for a brief second. People were like, is it the same? It ended up being the same.
3: You know, he was the one that gave up the Razorcrest. When we first see the Mithra, he was on the radio with somebody saying oh. that it was un unregistered vehicle oh, and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I missed that. Which I, uh I completely missed that. Yeah,
3: he was on like the radio or something or the telephone with somebody about um the authorities. Uh, yeah. The law. And I guess that's how the And get I guess that transmission got intercepted. Okay. Uh I didn't put that together whatsoever. And maybe that's how the Republic, the New Republic yeah, showed up. I think so. But as far as the First Order, I think the uh, the mechanic is the one that told the First Order. Oh yeah, no doubt. I think Or the
0: Empire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the Mithral, I see what you're saying now. It sounds like he reported to New Republic mm-hmm. um, the alien, whatever, spy at the end is revealed to have reported it to Empire. Cool. I, I didn't connect the I realized the Empire, spoiler, like, hey, he's here. You said a good thing, though, right there. You said First Order, and we
1: are seeing where it's transitioning into that. Yeah. Not yeah, just like...
0: Are. That was a good thing right there, boy. Yeah, you can tell thing. like the way that good their job.
1: ships inside look and the way their yeah. uniforms look, yeah. but not just that, but the way they talk. And we'll talk more about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, now, Grief and Kara, as they drop Baby Yoda off at a school, which is where the shootout happened in season one. So, really interesting growth there, I guess you could say. Cool yeah. moment there, him won the cookies, using the Force, Yeah. getting the cookies. Uh, That's like a little plot device for laughter yeah, I, throughout the episode. I
3: don't guess they sell libations there anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um... But <laughs> Grief
1: and Cara. And I thought it was cool to hear more about the Star Wars galaxy yeah. as like, talked about, They whole. talked about Kessel. Yeah, I heard uh, Kessel. And the three moons. Yeah, yeah. That, was really that was really interesting.
0: Cool. And I was trying to, again, I was trying to read into that too much, but yeah. I couldn't really come up with anything. Uh-huh. I mean, And they talked about
1: Chandrilla being the new capital of the New Republic. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. They talked about Coruscant there for a second, uh-huh. but I didn't yeah. really hear what they had to say. Yeah, about it. I'd have to rewatch Coruscant, it to kind of dive into that. The droid said Coruscant was the capital of the Old Republic. Oh, okay. And Chandrilla is the capital of the New. Huh. So you think so we're going to get...
0: Chandrila? Is that what whatever.
1: you are going to say? Chinchilla. What? Did <laughs> g- <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, I think that'd be cool. I, I think that's something yeah. we talked about heavily when we were doing our season one reviews, that we want to see the new republic and where they're stationed. Do you think Coruscant yeah. got destroyed? Oh no. Oh no 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 no. But only the only reason why I feel that way, well first of all, because I know the early episode nine drafts they were going back to Coruscant until that draft got scrapped. So it's definitely still out there. It's def I don't think it's thriving as much personally. I'm sure the underworld is taking over a little bit there. That might be something we. I would love to explore it in The Mandalorian. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, yeah, Grief and Kara. They drop Baby Yoda off. They want the Empire completely out for good. And I thought this was interesting. Yeah, Din Djarin is there uh, because he's getting his ship fixed. But he doesn't really... It, previously, he does these missions to get something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like more so he just did this mission because he cared about their situation yeah not really in the they were gonna fix his ship i felt like regardless oh yeah so i don't feel like he did it because of that reason i feel like he just did it because he cared for the two characters right on
3: i think he did it kind of like kara did in the first season it's just because it's imperial and he knows what they did to the child yeah and he's very you know no i cares about that I i think he cares more about the child yeah and he's tired of them coming after him yeah
0: and I just thought that was interesting, and I know that's a plot thing that a lot of people out there are getting frustrated with, that didn't go somewhere, he needs something, he does a mission to get that something, and that repeats, but I thought this week he did it because he wanted to, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to point that out, mm-hmm. um, and we get there, and that's where things, like well, being said. Minute. Let's okay. say first what the
1: place is, they think yeah. that it's just a uh, forward outpost, uh you know, back mm-hmm. when the empire was expanding through the galaxy, it was almost, bad. <laughs> almost had an accident <laughs> here. <laughs> um, it was just a—they thought it was just a forward outpost, and that they were going to yeah. go there to
0: blow it up. Right. So, no. Then I'm they glad get you they brought there. That up. You <laughs> get there, and that's when Ba said this no longer becomes filler. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, at
3: what point do, is it the point where the door opened up, or is it the point where the uh, stormtrooper
1: fell like thirty stories? <laughs> to
0: <laughs> me, it, <Right.
1: laughs> I mean, to I me, have, it was the point where you found out what was really going on
0: there. Yeah, ba, what did what do you think the point yeah, was? That's what I was saying. Once they realized
2: yeah. that you know it's more than just a few. It's more than the the prison ship where there's just one yeah. or two people watching over. See, because it. like, I
3: thought when they pulled up in the speeder, that little eye was going to come out. Oh, that would—that's what cool. I uh, thought it was going to happen because be that's cool. the technology that they and, were
0: dealing with. So yeah, I, at Navarro, I'd agree that the filler argument I feel like could have been made up until the moment where the lava was flipped. Because at that yeah. moment, that's when the the plot flipped to a whole new level. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that oh, moment. Um there's no guardrails here. There's no.
3: <laughs> yeah, apparently that's a popular <laughs> joke. Apparently uh, on uh, See, our social medias.
0: That okay? Let's talk about that just for a quick moment. Again, we're we're falling off the rails here. Um, I feel like the social media experience is part of watching the show, like seeing all these things that people go crazy about, like this guardrail thing. Like for me personally, I wouldn't have talked about that. We wouldn't mention it on the podcast. Yeah. If you hadn't have seen it, I
3: mean, I thought it was funny. Kind of uh,
0: it. <laughs> It reminds
3: me of when uh Obi Wan is yeah. walking around the catwalk yeah. there <laughs> yeah. and the stormtroopers walk by and he walks around the other side. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. Like we you know, but he wasn't granted. complaining about the guardrails uh-huh. because he's a Jedi. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Like we like we've taken it for granted that there's no guardrails around these important things because all the way back there weren't Any guardrails on there, but it's still, you know, when we stop and think about it, it's pretty ridiculous. Why would they not put guardrails there? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But that's a Star Wars thing, you know, like it works. Well, if they had guardrails, I
3: mean, Luke wouldn't have lost a hand. Uh, I mean, we could. He probably still would have lost it. But (laughs) but all of Darth Maul probably wouldn't have been blown
0: up. (laughs) Cut in half, but and all of well, he would have been cut in funny. half. He'd just been. I gotcha. It would have been fixed a whole lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. But all of that's why it's funny.
3: Palpatine you know? wouldn't have had to be in a clone. They could have probably just revived him with some CPR and an <laughs> AED. He,
2: he got through over a railing, didn't he? Yeah, he got through over. There, oh, was, yeah. there okay. was no. It would have had to been like a <laughs> like a mesh fence.
3: Yeah, like a softball field or something. <laughs>
2: a little Found wall. Ball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. You see Darth Vader throw him over, and then an umpire come out. Fireball! ball. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's incorporate baseball no. into. Uh,
2: Maybe that's who that dude in
3: the blue jeans and t-shirt. He
2: was, he was from OSHA. He was just looking oh around.
3: He he steps out after they blow up them two guys, and he's like. Mm. He's got his clipboard. He's writing down <laughs> violations. <laughs> no, no
2: eye protection. No hard hats. I'm gonna shut
0: them down. No, I'm really no hearing this. protection. They shooting really firearms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they get out of that situation. He survives the no rails. Yeah. <laughs> and things get serious. Oh yeah. Um, they come out. Two Imperials it looks like are playing a mad game on Nintendo. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, one guy's just going at it. And then he says, like, blast it or destroy it. Destroy, destroy it. Really um, interesting there. But they're wearing uh, cloning uniforms. Fair point. Again, that's something that I do not watch when I'm watching things. I get too yeah. blown away with they everything else. They have the patch else. on their arm again. And we see why that's the case. Yeah, they got a bunch of little smokes in there. So, yeah, they let's talk about that. Something weird going now, on in there. Whenever they show these cloned or whatever, force. Uh, edited, I don't know what what the correct terminology right now is, but yeah, when I see it, I'm thinking clones. Now, is, and I know, Nolan, you're heavily on Snoke, and we can talk about that, because Snoke's, like, whole thing is playing in the background throughout that entire sequence there for a second. Um, I know Nolan's heavy on the Snoke, that, that they're starting that process, that that is Snoke being developed there, or was being developed. I mean, it got blew up, but Jacob, B.A., are y'all leaning toward Snoke or y'all leaning toward just maybe random just clone bodies that they're just testing it on? Or is it Palpatine's body somehow? Or are we fully on Snoke? I think for me personally, Snoke makes the most sense. But I do think, I mean, obviously we can't rule out other possibilities or else we would ruin our perfect record. (laughs) possibly yeah we gotta cast a broad net so we gotta throw out every possibility that way we can say that we got it covered really good just like we did on this
3: episode where we (laughs) said it wasn't gonna go soka but we were gonna go back to get the ship
0: fixed didn't we (laughs) yeah Yeah, someone did get that right (laughs) someone was that probably nolan Dude, I you're good was, at the speculation. Yeah. I'll give you that. For this for real, season. Man. Last <laughs> don't
3: listen to last season if you're going on a record. <laughs> but do, but listen.
0: do <laughs> listen. Yeah. but yeah. do listen. Do listen. Do listen. Yeah.
3: But just realize that we
0: were newbies back then. So. All right. B A got Jacob, a Whole year up Snoke, under our belt. Palpatine, random, just ugly clones. It's Not
1: random. Okay. Not. so
0: it's either those two.
1: What do you do you have anything? I was gonna you say, say?
2: Snoke is probably like experiment 10, and that was like experiment 3. I think they yeah. still got a little bit of stuff to iron it's out. It's like okay. WD
3: 40. Like they got 39 <laughs> more tries to get through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that's, why, yeah for,
3: that's why it's called WD 40. For WD-40. me,
0: early in the stages, I guess, of. Imperials wanting to bring the Emperor back. Yeah. It would make the most sense to just go ahead and skip to that step of it being the Emperor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of the Emperor having to be in somebody else's body that doesn't look like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I... I don't know.
1: I, I have a strong feeling that, I don't know, man, it is either the Emperor or but i feel like like you're saying they want to make the emperor and yeah. snoke might have been a consequence of that program
0: right or
3: well they needed something to that the emperor as a the emperor could use as a vessel right. until they perfected right. it yeah. yeah. and snoke was that vessel okay and we see that in uh the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. when they had another vessel ready right. and it was a very go-
0: perfected looking snoke
3: right so in the in the event that they did create that that they did create that vessel which yep. was snoke mm-hmm. and they did do do it right mm-hmm. you know they had multiple ones to put in place right. until it was the time where
0: palpatine should expose himself exactly okay yeah which no, he did that. to kylo ren yeah
1: in any <sighs> case they're trying to merge this body, or, and they're trying to inject this body, this manufactured body that they're making mm-hmm. with midi chlorian blood yeah. to make it alive and force capable. Right.
3: Which we also very heavily speculated last season, so go check out last
1: season. <laughs> um, go
3: but check yes, it out. Don't we did check it out. Do we whatever. did call that. We <laughs> did call that when when... We did see Baby Yoda up under the thing in the yeah, first yeah, season, yeah. and you had Doctor Pershing Pershing doing his experiments on uh yeah. on the child, and you know we called that he was extracting midi We didn't mm-hmm. know it was in his blood, yeah. Which we do get clarification that mm-hmm. it is in his blood, yeah. And uh, but they're out of the blood, yeah. So
1: now, now they're hunting yeah. the child again. The, uh, they need the asset again.
0: The uh, just the hearing M count referenced, yeah, that just made me happy because oh, I mean, yeah, midi chlorians immediately is yes. what they're referencing. Uh-huh. I know people that hate the prequels, the reason why they hate the prequels usually is because they brought in midi chlorians to what the force was. But us, as prequelists here, because we grew up with the prequels, yeah, we, we love the prequels, they're the best. Yeah. I love that connection yeah. that we're bringing midi chlorians into this. Um, I loved the scene with Dr. Pershing. Uh, coming in the build up to those three finding out that Moff Gideon survived um, was pretty cool, and, and for, for some reason, for me, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't think that they didn't know that Moff survived. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe just the viewer mindset. I didn't even piece that together that they still thought that mm-hmm. he was dead. But we get that fully yeah, yeah, thrown yeah. in our face That's, again. Uh,
1: what is that? That uh plot that device i can't remember <laughs> but it's where the viewer knows something that the right. character in the story doesn't know right
0: right right
3: well i mean we kind of see that when they say uh you know this is it if we take out this uh forward operating base then the planet will be peaceful yeah because they think that it's They're, and it um what's his name grief karga even said mm-hmm. you know it's just run by a skeleton crew because the rest of them dead. went with moff gideon yeah you know we got them all fair mm-hmm. And now they got, like, clones and all sorts of crap up there.
0: B.A., did we hear your thoughts on the Snoke-Palpatine thing? I can't remember. I mean, we're just going everywhere. I just said
2: it's probably Snoke. Okay. No, I'm... Or a a precursor to him.
0: Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Snoke of any of them. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely the musical cues remind me of Snoke. I'm seeing the scar. I'm seeing all of those things. The tiny ear. The the tiny ear, the the representations of what Snoke kind of looks like. I see that developing. Obviously, all of those attempts are blown up at this point. They're gone. But that definitely does not mean they can't replicate that. Well, right. and
3: who knows, because uh, Dr. Pershing's was a hologram. Yeah. So, obviously, with him not being at that location, there are multiple locations oh, yeah. True. where they're, they're, they're experimenting, experimenting yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this might
0: just be one test subject. Now... Um, one thing that I do want to touch on before we continue in the episode, it was one of the speculation questions that I have. I mean, we already touched on, does the body in the tank connect to Snoke, Palpatine, all those things. We already kind of touched on that. Um, here's my next speculation question. Do you think that this is going to be like a thread that we see in The Mandalorian where it answers unanswered questions from the sequels? B.A., what do you think on that?
2: I think it's trending that way,
0: and yeah,
3: yeah. I think it's highly going to be that way. That kind because of because it's <sighs> going to be it. It's going to be very easy for them to for for them to do that, right? Because Mandalorian is a very popular show, yes. So for them to trend downward is not going to be easy for them to do. I don't think. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so. They're going to take that positivity
0: and use it to butter up some of their mistakes. Right. No, I think. And that's what they accomplished with the Clone Wars, with the prequels, in all honesty. Yeah. The Clone Wars legitimized the prequels. For those that didn't like the prequels, the flow of them, the story that was told, Clone Wars was the prequels that a lot of people wanted. It makes me nervous, partially the Mandalorian getting into the seagulls, only because I know that the Mandalorian has been something so precious to everybody, mm-hmm. and I know seagulls are so divisive that I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you're yeah. bringing in all of these the sequel <laughs> stuff that I don't care about into this show."
3: Well, that's me. I mean, I'm one of those. I think yeah. I don't think we should get into the Skywalker saga.
0: Okay, right? But, but I think we can tie it in. Tie it in without. To the- Diving deep into right, it. To the current galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um,
3: yeah. Uh let's let can we just skip to the last scene with Moff Gideon?
0: We can. Yeah. I mean, just real quickly though, I I will say one thing though that I wanted to say. The moment um where Din uses the razor crest yeah. <laughs> to wipe out those tie fighters, Oh, Yeah. Love that scene. Yeah. And also, Who do you think would
3: win in a dogfight? Um, I, I don't. I hope I. Din Jarn in the Razor Crest, uh-huh. or
0: what's his name? Oh. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. I want to go with Din Jarn only because I like the character more, <laughs> but I don't know about skill yet.
3: Well, do you think if they got into a dogfight, uh, Poe would be like, "Let's get after those cannons." PA, <laughs> Last Jedi, let's go. Yeah, I mean, if,
2: if they both had a crew, Poe's entire crew would die. So it would be him versus Mando and his whole crew. So I can't
3: Unless imagine. he had Rose with him.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> Just wrap it up.
0: Um, now, we also want to talk on, though, um, the scout troopers crashing into each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come Dang on. it, Carl. <laughs> Come on. That was just <laughs> hilarious. Not Carl Weathers. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I yeah. love that scene. Um, and also, last thing, before we get to the final shot scene, we get a little tease about Kara's background again, uh, about being mm. from Alderon, and we're yeah, reminded yeah, yeah. of that fact, and we see the pain that she's gone through with her saying that she lost everyone in the destruction of that planet. I really hope we get more answers for her character. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that Imperial, not Imperial, Rebellion Medallion or Signet or whatever that Mm -hmm. the, I forget his name, the pilot, the New Republic pilot Mm -hmm. gives her.
3: Dave Filoni's buddy. Yeah, Dave Filoni's buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that going to get her motivated to join the, republic I was wondering if again. that
1: meant something personally to her yeah if that was something especially
0: Alderaanian oh.
1: <laughs> <Alderan-ian. laughs>
0: yeah no like almost like a like a rally the troop cry like this is what the empire did to Alderaan yeah. here's this to always remember that moment kind of thing yeah but yeah what do you yeah. think on that
3: <laughs>
2: I think it could be like a coat of arms of Alderaan yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Something like that, I was wondering if it's something that has to do with the identity of Alderaan. Because he he said he fought. Yeah, during Alderaan,
0: that'd be cool. Um,
3: so my thoughts on her future. Uh, Navarro <laughs> is a uh, is a is a free planet now. Yes, they've destroyed the imp base, mm-hmm. and now supposedly it's going to be peaceful. Right, we, you heard they don't need a marshal anymore. Yeah. She's going to feel like her abilities are well-suited elsewhere, and I think that she will seek out the New Republic. Okay.
2: Two counters to that. Um, one, well, not really a counter on the first one, but Grief Cargo even says it before they go on the mission that if they takes care of that, they'll be like a hub for the Outer Rim. So okay. I think they're going to turn into a Tatooine and become okay. that hub. Oh, yeah. And nice. then, uh, as far as not needing the, the marshals, huts. well, we see the opening sequence that she's not fighting imps, she's fighting just thugs. And thugs. Imps. So yeah. there's still a need for marshals if the imps aren't there.
0: It's just, does she have the motivation to right. be there now? I get I that think, part of what you're question. saying. I'm just... Yeah. Um, there was something else that I wanted <laughs> to say while we were that's talking uh, about that. That's
3: well said, though. I mean, I didn't think about it like that. Her conscience is definitely troubled, though.
0: Oh, you can tell There's uh,
3: there's... A decision that needs to be made in her
1: eyes oh, yes. at the end because yeah. she is conflicted at the last scene that Absolutely. we see her.
0: Definitely. And I hope we get some more of her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'd-
1: and like uh, the the New Republic pilot, the captain, said, uh-huh. "Yeah, like New Republic um, people in the Outer Rim know that something is happening with the remnants of the Empire out there in the outer rim, and the core doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I like I don't I can't remember his wording exactly, but it's like the people in the core don't believe it. Yeah. But people in the outer rim are seeing Things. like these these happenings that aren't just they're all connected. That's yeah. what he said. Right. And I think that
0: uh, Cara Dune sees that as well. No, I agree with that, and. I hope it is something that they continue to connect to yeah, in the yeah. future. So let's go. A, and I know it took a while for us to get there because you were <laughs> wanting to talk about the end. Yeah. Um, Alien plants the device in the Razor Crest. Uh-huh. Cue the Imperial officer informing yeah. Moff Gideon that the tracking device has been planted. But wait, she says
1: that the uh, alien's gonna be rewarded, rewarded well in the new
0: era. In the new era. <laughs> yes. Nolan, what do you think of that last? last shot that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so we know
3: <clears throat> that those are dark troopers. According to the audio
0: description.
3: According to the audio description. <laughs> if you go while you're watching it and turn on some sort of audio <laughs> description or something. I don't know. He did it. <laughs> but uh it I refers saw on social to social media. Again. <laughs> it refers to the um things that Moff Gideon is gazing at as dark troopers. Right. Which I'll do some research on them yes, while we discuss this. But what is a dark trooper? That's first thing we need to discuss. Right. Second thing <laughs> is, are they going to be Force-sensitive? Okay. And is that what is the uh, midichlorians are trying to be injected into, or is it just... Oh, and another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> do you think now Moff Gideon is an inquisitor? Because if he was Force-sensitive and he had midichlorians, why couldn't they
0: just ext- extract them from right. him? Right. Now, I 100% think now at this point that Moff Gideon is not Force-sensitive. Hmm. Now, does that mean yeah. that he's no longer an Inquisitor? I do believe in Rebels, the Inquisitors that we see are Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know... I I mean, I'm one to be loosey-goosey. I'd still be okay with him labeling himself as an Inquisitor because he's very much so trying to hunt down Force-sensitives. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's his mission, and that's what Inquisitors do. Mm -hmm. They hunt down Force-sensitives, kill them, but I guess in Moff Gideon's case, he's trying to get their blood. So I think, personally, while Moff Gideon is well aware maybe of the grander mission of making a body that Palpatine can be like the body can host palpatine. Mm-hmm. I think Moff's aware of that mission. I think he's also still trying to be very observant of that mission and if it succeeds, somehow put the force sensitive blood in him. Hmm. I think that would be an interesting kind of hmm. thing for his character to be interested in um yeah. moving forward. I mean, especially with that dark saber. I mean, he was we haven't seen him in action with it. I'm assuming though that he He'll be able to hold his ground a little bit. Yeah. So just imagine, though, <laughs> him being force sensitive. I, I can't imagine Moth. F- I mean, all evil people want to be the most powerful being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine him, if they figure out how to do it, put this force sensitive blood in bodies. I can't imagine he wouldn't want that if they right. figure out how to do that. Right. Um. And now I know he asked what dark troopers were if their goal was to be force sensitive um hopefully when he's doing some research there we'll figure out i believe some dark troopers have been referenced in legends i believe we've seen something or read something about them i think it's very much so like old Thrawn trilogy kind of stuff yeah but i might be wrong on that now while he's finishing up his like research over there um ba jacob go ahead and just bounce in on it What do you think Moff Gideon's motives are with these troopers? um, And do you think, or what do you think about my Moff wanting to be Force-sensitive kind of thing? I mean, I can see it. Um, And like you said,
1: everyone who's uh, evil at heart uh, has an aspiration to increase their power. Yeah. You know? Um, I can see that as really true. Right. Like, in Star Wars, at least. Mm-hmm. if not in the real world. <laughs> True. Um, but, yeah, um, I can see that. And, uh, you know, we do want to see him swing in that dark, dark saber. Saber and be proficient 100%. at it. Right. We don't want it to just be
0: <laughs> him getting pushed over with it yeah, once nah. he finally does duel. Yeah. Um, But for the dark, dark troopers... They look really mechanical. They do. They look very droid like. Yeah. And honestly from the side, it kind of reminded me of like Kylo's like chrome kind of eyelids. Really? Just from the side. Um BA, what do you think of that final shot? And of all the things that me and and we've kind of discussed there for a second. <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say, uh I think Star Wars has its first vampire. Moff Gideon's just out for blood.
0: <laughs> looking anywhere he can for no. it to harvest it. No, I like it. I like and, that. And uh <laughs> the
2: uh the Dark Troopers I mean, if we're being honest, the stormtroopers are inept in every way possible to uh, like to carry out his mission that he has. So I yeah. think they're gonna be droids because I don't think he can rely no. on clones to get what he okay. needs. So I think
0: he's assembling. No, I, I some I, from what we've seen from the side, I can see like the droid-ish kind of body. Yeah. So I, I can see that there's like lots of tubes coming off. of yeah, them and stuff. It, it seems like they're setting these things up somehow. Uh-huh. Now, He asked another. Nolan asked another question. It was. Do we think that the dark troopers are force-sensitive? I think they're robotic. Yeah, I feel I like think... they're
1: putting all of their resources for finding chlorian blood mm-hmm. into making the vessel for Sidious. Agree. Um, because it's so, like, the only source that they know about for it is this tiny little baby right. alien. <laughs> yeah,
0: now, that doesn't mean that those droids, or if, again we don't know 100% sure that these are i mean yeah the audio description said dark troopers but i'm sure we can't fully like believe that you know how those things go sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but we are going to just roll with that uh, if they are droid like that doesn't mean that they can't just easily put a saber or something in their hand and yeah. use it as a weapon yeah uh, so we still might get that little like at least tease yeah, I mean, to those like, force sensitive troopers that they uh-huh. tried to develop in the Legends canon material, which is no longer canon. Uh, but we could at least get reference to it. Although they're not force sensitive, we can still see kind of that action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nolan, did you uh, figure out anything about those uh, dark troopers?
3: Yeah, you want to hear about it? Let's hear about it. Okay, this is Wikipedia's of course. It uh, is. Uh, dark
0: trooper. He's a Wookiee. Dark trooper
3: description. Okay, let's hear it. Dark troopers were a group of elite stormtroopers empowered with the dark side of the Force, utilized by oh. the Dark Empire during Operation Shadow Hand.
0: Okay, so I think that is during Thrawn's trilogy. I think
3: the best troopers in the Imperial Legions. They received limited Force training that made them far deadlier than the average stormtrooper.
0: And those are dark
3: troopers. Those are dark troopers.
0: So they are Force sensitive. Uh, now, mm-hmm. do they? Does Wikipedia? Wookie- <laughs> Does Wikipedia show like a picture of it? Yes. Okay, what's it look like? Does it look similar to what we see in the Mandalorian? Yes. Okay, flash there that to are us. Three, <laughs> there are three different... Like phases? Phases. Okay, let's see it. Okay. And uh, Jacob, with your artistic ability, try to describe these things. <laughs> who's who's training these <sighs> dark troopers Well Well, I guess they could Is be programmed, off? maybe. I,
1: Whoa, okay, huh. Interesting.
0: So it looks like, I'm thinking we got phase one troopers then, dark troopers, from those, that picture. So, okay, I'll read you the description on a phase
3: one.
2: You just know Cara Dune's going to put one of them in a rear naked choke, dude. Just. <laughs> yeah, <you'd, laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be awesome. At some point in this series, that's going <laughs> to yeah. happen.
0: We apologize for, like, the pauses. We're trying to figure all this stuff out together, so... I mean okay. just bear with us and we'll be out with you.
3: So we think it's a phase one I think, dark trooper. I think so. Okay. Based
0: off those looks. The phase
3: one Dark Trooper was the earliest Dark Trooper and was little more than a lightsaber resistant freak skeleton frame equipped with a vibro sword attached to its right arm okay. and a blast shield on its left. Okay. It served primarily as an installation sentry. Okay. The phase one dark trooper had visible power cords and couplings, which were prime weak points. The prototype of this super trooper (laughs) had a small jump pack for short bursts of speed to increase the velocity of its
0: vibro blades. Okay. I think we got a phase one dark trooper. Yeah. Those things on the side, I think that the tubes match... Now I do think that that description though does like limit the force sensitivity force sensitivity of them. I don't so I think that description they can wield a saber. Is that kind of? If it has they a vibro sword. Okay, I think it comes built in. It does so not it, come okay. with a lightsaber. Okay, gotcha. But they can deflect lightsabers, What's right? Up? It says Their armor.
3: It says was the earliest dark trooper that was little more than a lightsaber-resistant okay. freak skeletal frame equipped
0: with a vibrosword. Okay, so it does sound like then I'm thinking we got those phase one dark troopers yeah. here in the Mandalorian. So I don't think we necessarily have force-sensitive troopers yet. If they want to continue to develop this in later seasons, once they figure out how to use that midi Chlorion count blood to... Put inside beings to use the Force, maybe they then get to Phase 2 and Phase 3 where we see those other troopers with more Force powers.
2: So I got a, uh, a question I'll post to all of you guys. So we hear Dr. Pershing say that he extracted all the blood that he could without killing the child, right? Yeah. And that they're going to need another subject. Well, now that... Moff Gideon has a tracker, and it's going to bring him to Ahsoka. Do you think, Perfect. one, that Ahsoka will be captured and her blood will be harvested, and two, does that diminish Ahsoka's character if she's captured? That was I a just read question. this.
0: After he goes there, we'll talk about it. I just read this, which is very
3: interesting. Uh, Oh, Okay. In addition to major models produced in the three phases of the Dark Trooper project, a small number of other variants was created to test specialized applications for the droids. One variant was the uh, Triumphant Class Dark Trooper, some of which escorted Darth Vader during several operations in 1.5 ABY. Not sure what that is. Okay. (laughs) Um, The Inquisitorious also had their own dark trooper variant the inquisitorium dark trooper the purge trooper was an earlier dark trooper model specifically designed for combat against jedi and other force wielders other variants include the elite dark trooper and the dark nova trooper used to board rebel ships
0: okay I, what? I think I think we definitely have Dark Troopers on our hands then. And definitely. I, they're going to be pulling from all those different variants and phases Man, to develop their own Dark Trooper, I think. Now, B.A. brought up something that's really interesting to me. We now know that Moff Gideon know, is going to eventually know where Ahsoka is uh, mm-hmm. because he's tracking Din. Um, now, so he's been solely focused on the child because I guess – he thinks that's the most accessible Force-sensitive being out there. Mm -hmm. So I actually typed a question that actually goes back to your question here. Ahsoka is now going to be there, so he's now going to be focused on getting her too, and we also know that Luke is out there. We know that Leia is out there. I mean, is it possible for him to shift his focus and just really get whichever one's most convenient for him? So, like, do we see that shift, um... In the show of him no, and for him realizing that the child is no longer the only one that he has to focus on, he's got other options. I think that the Ahsoka one's obvious. We're getting that uh, confrontation, and we're seeing Moff Gideon realize I could get her blood too, and that could possibly get the job done as well. Um, and I think that that's that's it's building up to a great moment. I can't wait to see personally Moff Gideon confront Ahsoka I think we're gonna get an epic battle out of that. Now I don't know if that necessarily answered your question or more so answered it with a question.
2: (laughs) The, The second part of it though does it diminish her character if she does get captured? Say next episode she gets captured. I
0: don't think she'll get I don't know man. I don't Because I can just imagine, though... She's
1: not going to be easily captured. No. Ahsoka? I I feel
0: like Ahsoka's first live-action debut, she's got to kick butt. Yeah. Like, she's got to be epic. I think she dies at the end of the season. I don't think so, personally. But I've heard, like, people say that, and Mm -hmm. that's fair. I mean, we'll see, but I hope not, and... Me saying I don't think so is probably based more so on I hope not. So, guys, you see how we cast a broad net
3: <laughs>
1: with with all Somebody's sorts of different right. <laughs> speculation.
3: Somebody will be right on
2: this show. Yeah.
0: Now, okay, let's go ahead and pass it. Nolan says Ahsoka dies. I say Ahsoka lives. Jacob, Ahsoka dies or lives? Lives.
2: She's harvested. Her blood is used to power all the dark troopers.
0: So, okay. casting the net casting Casting the net fair enough okay I don't think that I have any other questions here uh, that I thought of while we were going through that episode I've got a question go for it
3: what are you guys most excited to see now
2: Ahsoka
3: you ready to see
1: Ahsoka in short yeah Okay. Uh, Jacob I don't know man I'm just I just I'm just ready to see where it goes from here. <laughs>
2: All right,
3: yeah, that's,
1: yeah.
2: To my point is we've gotten, our big things before the season started, we wanted info on the Mandalorian culture. We've yeah. gotten that. We want more info on Moff and his his sort of some dealings, purpose. why he's doing that, and then we yeah. wanted some Jedi action. So we're we've gotten <laughs> two out of those three. Yeah. We're,
0: and we're fixing to get the third one, I think. That's what I'm saying. Um, can't wait. And we're only halfway through this yeah, season. Yeah, and that's why so I... I I don't think Moff finds them next episode. Yeah. I think maybe the following episode. Yeah. He finds them. Last three is like a big chain of. Yeah. I think next episode is really just Ahsoka's reintroduction Mm. to or first introduction to live action and then we'll get the action. I don't know. That's just me speculating. Now, a lot. I did have one more question Mm. and then we'll kind of close the show here. We've now had, well, first of all, we got Din and the Child as two big players. is coming. Bo-Katan came last week. Moff Gideon. Boba Fett. Cobb Vanth. That's seven huge characters that we know are out there. Are all seven of those somehow going to be pulled in here at the very end of this season to create one big epic thing? Or are some of them not really connected with this story? And so right now are we just kind of down to Din, Ahsoka, the child, and Bo? Or is that kind of like our main focus the rest of the way? And we're done with Boba and Cobb Vanth for this season? Thoughts on that? For me personally, I'm okay with not seeing Boba and Cobb again this season. I'm okay with them holding off on that for another. Mm -hmm. I want to see more of this confrontation that's gonna happen between Moff, Ahsoka, Din, the child, and how Bo-Katan somehow comes into that.
1: Mm. I don't see us going back to Tatooine this season. No doubt.
0: No, I I agree with that.
1: No? Personally. I mean, we (laughs) wanted to, because we wanted to get closure on Boba, Yeah. but now we've gotten an idea of a much bigger... Yeah, I mean, much bigger, bigger story going on.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, like, we're like kids. Uh, if you, you know, dangle this over here, then that's where our attention is going to be. So, uh, and that's what Favreau is doing. He's over here, you know, and then he's moving stuff back here. So there's no telling what we're going to get. Yeah. Um, But based on past experience, we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So... I- That's what I'm really excited, uh, to, uh, to get more. It just, it's going to be a whole nother seven days,
0: (laughs) a whole nother seven days, man, (laughs) Man. to hopefully. And if the report or leak is true, chapter 13, the The Jedi, Jedi. (laughs) what, I mean, (laughs) that's what you sign up for right there. That's (laughs) Star Wars. I mean, um, a fun episode. I mean, it uh-huh. led to a lot of speculation. I, and I feel like the majority of our talk tonight was speculating and that's what the fun part is. Mm-hmm. Uh I love when The Mandalorian brings those parts out. Fantabulous episode. PA Appreciate you being here. Um final thoughts on the episode or what you hope to see next or just anything you'd like to say to the peeps.
2: Even though it wasn't a filler episode, I guarantee you if you look online there's gonna be people who say that it is yeah but there already make, are make, yeah i've read i've read a couple of make them make your own opinions that's what yes. i gotta say there's a lot of good stuff happening in star wars right now yes so. there is
0: Jacob, um mm-hmm. same questions <laughs> that i asked him or things what were your questions oh again? my come on bro <laughs> final thoughts on the episode just in general or what you want to say to the peeps
1: man um i love this episode uh, like I said at the beginning, it was the most high-stakes episode for me so far, and I think that it's going to be beat by, you know, other episodes yeah. in the future. um, This this season definitely isn't done. I think it's, th- this isn't even, this isn't the, uh what's the word? Climax. This isn't the climax of the story this season. No, no way. We're just getting
0: started. Yeah. And, man, does that make me excited because this week was (laughs) pretty cool. Uh, So, yeah, I love the episode. I love the lore, everything that it tied to. It gave us incredible plot opportunities. Nolan, I'll give you the floor if you'd like to say anything else about the episode or if you want to send us out of here. That's fine. We do appreciate everyone listening, though. Nolan, go ahead and uh, dance our way out of here.
3: All right. Well, I just wanted to say real quick before we go. Do that. Happy fifty. fourth episode
0: dude we finally got that or is plug it? In. hang on crap I, it's it's somewhere around there we missed our 50th
3: <laughs> this is 53 so okay i thought is, i thought you're gonna wish the folks 53. at home a happy thanksgiving
2: because that'll be this will be the last time oh, we I'm, see not it before then. I'm not done i'm not done but
3: i was gonna say to you guys uh that's over a year we've been doing this for a year now we have so congratulations guys we made yeah, it a year we did we have made we've it grown year. a whole lot we have so yeah. our first episode uh kind of getting off track just a little no, bit that's but fun. uh if you've made it this far you enjoy us enough that <laughs> we can uh share with you a little bit. So our first episode we actually did it at my house, wasn't it? Our first no, episode was here. Was it here?
0: It was here. we he did the first episode that we did at your place I believe was chapter 3 or 4 somewhere it in there. It was the chapter 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. But okay, so we were sharing this microphone (laughs)
0: that's in front of Jacob. That's
3: in front of Jacob. Jacob's mic. We, me and uh, uh, Caleb, had to share that microphone. So like, he would come in and he would talk, and (laughs) then he'd be like, "Hey, what do you think about that, (laughs) Nolan?" And then I would be like, "I would come in and I would talk." (laughs) And it was just, it was all goofy. So uh, we've grown a lot, and uh, it's really cool to get to do this with you guys. So absolutely happy fifty third episode. Yes. And and happy Thanksgiving to you listening. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for reminding us. Hopefully you're staying safe out there and you can uh, somehow share it with your family. So we have spoken.